0: And so if you've got an identity that is conflicting with the goal you want, you've got to stop feeding it, which means you've got to stop saying things like, I can't do that. I am a night owl. I will never go to bed early. I can never go to bed early. You've got to stop reinforcing it. Identity will ultimately drive your habits for you. Welcome to episode 30 of the Leader Rising podcast. I'm your host and coach, Paul Carvanis. We're here for the seekers, the trailblazers, the ones who can't stop and who won't stop. Life is good. And yet we know there's more out there. We won't stop until we've left it all out on the field, until we've given it our last drop, we've lived life all out. That's what we're here for. We know we're going to make our mark on this life. Life's not going to happen to us. We're going to happen to life. So if you're ready to hit the next level so you can be who you want to be, you're in the right place. A few years back, I was in Paris on exchange. And I just started dating a new woman there. And we've been dating for a little bit. And she's had this context now over the time we've been dating of hearing me talk about sleep and I talk about it all the time. I talked about it all the time then. I'd be like, okay, well, I need to get to bed now. The lights need to go off because I know my body's going to wake me up at eight tomorrow. And so we've got to turn off the lights now if I'm going to get enough sleep. And one day we were putting around and I was like, okay, bedtime. And I don't think she wanted to go to bed. And she's like, Paul, why are you so anal about sleep? I guess it had finally built up enough that she was like, what is wrong with you? And I took a second to respond because it's hard for me to put into words. But to the extent that I am who I am, to the extent that I like who I am, and there are parts of me that I like, that all comes from sleep, from getting enough sleep. When I don't get enough sleep, I'm not who I want to be. I'm not who I like to be. The other thing too is I wasn't just in France. My courses were in French. And I didn't speak French that well. And so I needed to get as much sleep as possible so I could learn the language. Not that I was planning to do a ton of studying and work, but I just had great faith in the ability of my brain to figure it out if I was aware and thinking and present around people who were speaking French. So all this to say, I've got a long history of caring a lot about how much sleep I get. So when I was talking with a buddy yesterday and he was telling me about his new habit tracker and one of the things he was tracking was going to bed early. And I was like, how have you been doing with that? And I can hear the sheepishness in his voice. He looks back. I think he's been doing it for a few weeks now. And he's like, not once. I decided that this was something I needed to talk about today. Last week, we talked about breaking bad habits. Well, this week we can go into more depth around building new good ones. Cause that's really what sleep is. It's a habit. The first thing you got to ask yourself is, do you really want this? Do you really want to do this? You see, you can't fight every war on every front. You need to pick your battles. Is this one worth it for you? If you are thinking about something other than sleep, you got to answer that for yourself. For me about sleep, the answer is absolutely yes. Sleep drives so many of the other things. And so by focusing just on this one goal, I'm actually focusing on so many more. The second thing is you got to stop identity conflict. I I think back to a time last winter before this pandemic started when I rolled into work. And I mean literally rolled in. I'd cycled in. And it was glacial outside. It was like minus 20 degrees. And I ran into one of my colleagues and he was like, paul how are you doing i'm like good man a bit cold and he gestures to my bike helmet he's like you biked in today yeah man how do you do that well i i get dressed and i go he's like yeah but it's so cold i'm like yeah but this is what i do you see the identity the identity that i have of being a cyclist the identity that i have of of imposing my will upon situations rather than letting them dictate what I do. That fuels me through this. I didn't need to think about it. I knew what I was gonna do. Obviously I dress differently when it's minus 20 versus when it's plus 30, but but it's essentially the same pattern. My identity as a cyclist drives my behavior, just like my identity as a runner drives me going out for a run. And so if you've got an identity that is conflicting with the goal you want, you've got to stop feeding it, which means you've got to stop saying things like, I can't do that. I am a night owl. I will never go to bed early. I can never go to bed early. You've got to stop reinforcing it. Identity will ultimately drive your habits for you. And you just need to figure out what you can do to bridge the gap as you change your identity from whatever it was to whatever you want it to be. And so if you want to build the identity of someone who goes to bed early, then maybe you need to start shifting your identity. And maybe it's too much of a jump for you to go from, I'm a night owl, I can never sleep early to I go to bed early. Maybe you can jump to an interim step, which is I take my sleep seriously. So how do you build an identity? James Clear in Atomic Habits says that every action you take is a vote for your identity. And what election is one with 100% of the votes? You don't need to worry about doing this every single night. You don't need to worry about missing it here and there. What you need to worry about is just being consistent and showing up. So let me ask you, someone who takes their sleep seriously, what would that person do? Now, I bet you that person would have a routine about winding down. It may happen at 9 p.m. It may happen at 11.30, but they would have a routine. Oh, device is away at this point. And I'm going to read for a little bit. I might do a few stretches. I brush my teeth. I wash my face. I go to sleep. I meditate. I say our prayer. I write in a journal. Whatever it is you do. One of the things I think is funny is that most of us look at People who do these things and think, how disciplined must they be? Like, oh, man, that person never eats candy. They're so disciplined. That person always goes to bed early. They're so disciplined. Clear says something interesting. He goes, disciplined people just spend less time in tempting situations. You see, we assume they've got gigantic willpower, but what they're doing is just managing their environment so that they don't have to use their willpower. So if you are constantly on your computer until late at night, well, maybe get a little timer and hook your modem up to it so that your internet disappears at 9.45 every single night. The next thing you really got to do is pay attention. you got to pay attention to what's going on, to what's getting in the way, to how you're feeling, what you're thinking. First of all, there's going to be tons of clues in there. I know that I've experienced issues of not being able to go to bed early because I wanted to squeeze every last drop out of the day. And really what it was is I was not looking forward to the next day. And so I was trying to do everything that day. Well, that's a really important clue. Not looking forward to the next day, not looking forward to the things I was doing. That's something I need to know. And it's also something that I need to work around if I'm going to be serious about going to bed early. So if we look at cue, craving, response, reward, the four components of habits remember all of your habits that you have need to have all four of these for you to keep doing the action so if you want to be starting your bedtime routine you got to have a cue for it you got to be reminded so set an alarm on your phone not just a reminder but an actual alarm have your internet disappear at a certain time make it so that at that time every day you know hey this is when it starts next is you got to have the craving you got to make it attractive because if it's not attractive, you're not going to want to do it. So this is where having your internet cut out is maybe not a bad idea because the relative attractiveness of staying up goes down as soon as the stuff you wanted to do, you can't do anymore. The next thing about the response is you got to make it easy. Okay. Clear has a two minute rule. When you're building a habit, whatever it is you're committing to do should be Accomplishable in two minutes or less. Because what's important is that you get out there consistently and cast these votes for your identity. And so it's much better to do something for two minutes a day, seven days a week, than it is to do it once a week for 15 minutes a day. And the final thing is to reward your good habit, make it satisfying. You know, the classic thing is the old Seinfeld thing, where he says, I have a calendar and I put an X on every day where I write a joke. It's satisfying to put that X down. So maybe you have one on your fridge and you put an X on there every day that you do power everything down at whatever time it is you're planning to power down. And you can also actually reward yourself too. Maybe if you do it for six days out of the week, at the end of the week, you treat yourself to something. The only thing I want to circle back to is this piece about paying attention, because when you pay attention, you're going to see what works for you. Right? This is not necessarily a one-size-fits-all, because the things that are going to make it attractive to you may not make it attractive to me. Right? The things that make it easy for me may not make a difference for you. So you need to figure out what it is that's that's affecting you. I noticed, and actually just wrote about today, that when my when I don't give myself enough space during the day, when my head hits the pillow, my brain lights up. It just starts thinking. And so if I go the whole day jumping from work to podcast to work to audiobook to calling someone and I never actually give myself some silence to sit in that silence, then my brain has all of this pent up thinking to do. And it does it as soon as I give it that silence with my head on the pillow. Because falling asleep is really three stages. It's committing to start your wind down. It's the wind down. And then it's post wind down laying in bed. And so I've noticed that what I do during the day affects that post wind down stage. You'll need to pay attention what happens with you, what affects it, what the differences are, how it all plays out as you try and build your habits. And whether you're thinking about building a sleep habit or whether you're thinking about building a different habit, the opportunity is in the details. And there's one last thing that I tried that actually sort of helped, which was I set my alarm early and now it's not about, you know, therefore being more tired the next day. It was that when I woke up early, I spent time doing what I wanted to do. So I was looking forward to waking up every day because I knew that the first hour of that day, was me doing something that I really wanted. And it made it easier to go to sleep. And finally, just because I think that maybe I didn't tie this in closely enough, is to think about the two minute rule and make sure that as you're starting to build these new steps and casting your votes, you're making it something that you can accomplish. So in this case, something you can accomplish in way less than two minutes is turning off all your devices. Maybe that's the habit you focus on. Is you don't actually mandate when you go to sleep. You just mandate when your electronics turn on. You just mandate when you get to set your brain free to think. So, until next time, sleep well, dream big, and live bigger.